everybody. I'm Grant. And I'm Eric, and you're listening to the Quacking Ducks Podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media we like, making the other person experience it, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Grant, what did we talk about today? We talked about the Netflix TV movie, Frankenstein's Monsters, Monster Frankenstein. just woke up from almost falling asleep. Yep. <laughs> How goes? It, I, we watched the thing. I'm just yeah. going to not answer that question. <laughs> uh, right. We we watched a thing that I find is an interesting thing. Uh, and I was like, you know what? Let's, let's relax a little bit. You know, we've had some more, like more involvement in some of our picks lately you trying to organize watching together or watching with a big group and stuff or you know larger time investments so i picked the thing that i was like this this is weird and interesting i'd be excited to talk to grant about it but it's also really fucking short <laughs> so you had watched this already before. i had watched this already right. yeah right okay and i watched it again today because it, gotcha. it is uh so we're talking about the Netflix special, I guess is the appropriate term. Yeah. Frankenstein's Monsters, Monster Frankenstein with mm-hmm. David Arbor. Uh, I didn't, I forgot it is 30 minutes. I thought it was like 45, 50. Yeah. yeah. Like it is, it's, it's it is quick. brisk yeah. too. It is very dense. Um, yeah. I think that's my only real complaint is that it's like, oh, you, mo- you move through this way too fast mm-hmm. um but you had not seen it before so i'm curious your your hot Correct. takes yeah um yeah so uh like i said this is short so you know just if you want to see it or whatever go see it and yeah we're like we, i don't think we need to do non-spoilers because yeah. it's like just go watch it it's yeah, 30 exactly. minutes and there's not enough of it before spoilers to talk like you know it's just it's yeah. so short so uh, I, yeah. I guess we could do just the premise which is like david i feel Arp, like i feel like, even I, I feel like that even if i feel like there's not enough reason for it to have you know to be sold on a premise it's like it's a fun little fair. special with david harbour that's if, fair if, I, if I had seen the trailer okay. before watching it and was like oh that sounds neat mm-hmm. like i you know the the mockumentary. It is like a um, documentary now episode sure. kind of vibe to it that made me go like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of neat. I I I thought the premise was like enticing. Sure. Um, the idea. So I will just summarize that that's in like that. a sentence, which is it's a yeah. it's a mockumentary where David Arbor plays himself, but also investigating the film career of his, an acting career, I should say, of his father, also played by David Arbor, both, and not in a, like, recreation sense, it's like, in fake archive footage, David Arbor, his father, is played by David Arbor. 
it's a comedy. And that's yeah. it. That's the premise. So, yeah. Uh, you basically pitched that same thing to me, and I, I did go see it uh, today. And so I agree with you that it it pretty much feels like an episode of, of Documentary Now. I will say... I, I feel like I feel like I'm missing the exact context of like like I feel like the documentary now works most effectively when I have also seen the documentary that they're satirizing because they choose yeah. like specific documentaries to make fun of and to mm-hmm. you know to to riff off of um and I feel like with this it was like, oh, this is fun. I feel like there might be a lot of little things that I don't get because I'm, I'm I don't you know know mm-hmm. of an exact documentary that it's uh, you know that it's riffing yeah. off. And of I don't where... know that it's intending to. M- me rewatching it, I I kind of picked up on more like oh. The, this is taking the piss out of the like a tour actor like inside the actor studio. Right. No, no, no stuff, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think that it is riffing off of a specific one. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of like I, I think that 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 kind of ungrounds it a little mm-hmm. bit. You know, where it makes me feel like I'm missing some of the joke, but I'm not actually. It's just you know that's. They're not actually. They don't actually have those those that basis that they're ripping off of. It's more of a kind of more amorphous, like oh, you yeah, know, you know this type of actor that goes into this. Yeah, you're mi- you're missing so, an anchor point, and right. you feel like you're lost yeah. at sea because of it. Exactly. So yeah, I, I feel that that's what I felt with it. Was like this is fun. I I got I, I get the general gist of it. You know, and and I enjoy that, and I enjoy the jokes of that, but it feels like it's like it. It feels like it should be slightly funnier to me if I knew the references that it was. Yeah, making, where it's not I, actually making those references; it's just you know a thing. Yeah, you know? I, I sympathize with the like aimlessness of it because I was realizing bits that were like, like if you watch the trailer, they highlight like comedic absurd concepts and like all of the what is in the the short or in the movie the special whatever we want to call it is in the trailer so like you know the idea they have that gag where there's like the the female actress uh co-star and she comes into the the office space at one point it's like oh she looks exactly the same as she did right who knows how long ago, and it feels like that was a setup for a gag that didn't exist. Like, there's a lot of weird editing kind of things like mm. that. The similar was the Joey Valento, or whatever his name is, the young actor who's like, here's a, in like seconds, it's like five seconds of like, here's all the evidence that supports that David Arbrizad might have killed this kid, and then the, yeah. they're like, oh, but he didn't. What? <laughs> yeah, I. So it, yeah, I felt it felt like it was pitched as a fo- feature length film or a miniseries, and then they're like, "You have thirty minutes," and right. and then they just were like, "Okay," and just squished it all in. 
Yeah, I, I think. It, 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 yeah, it's kind of a. Um, it is very quickly paced. Uh, yeah, and, and yet, like, it's it's tough because it's like I don't know that I necessarily would want it to be shorter paced because then I do feel like there's a possibility of it kind of overstaying its welcome, and and that's <laughs> where it's kind of like. I guess that's what I, I'm. I'm. I'm kind of like in watching it. Like I'm kind of reaching for some extra layer of depth of it. It's satirization, you know. <laughs> and I don't think it has one. And I don't think that's necessarily bad. And it never really like made me feel bad while watching it. And definitely, if it was longer, I would expect it to have you know, more more specific to it, where I was like, oh, well, if they had to add, if it was longer, they would have had to add this extra scene because that was, you know, because it points out the, to this specific scene in the documentary or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I... I it's tough. I, it's hard for me to... to... critique it because I don't know, I, 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 and this is partly, like, I, I just don't know, like, I, I don't, uh, I guess, watch enough documentaries that are about this type of topic to know if there is more, more <laughs> substance there, or if this was just kind of, like, riffing off of uh, the feeling of yeah. what if this I think person if, made a documentary about their life and I, their parents' I life. I think if there is a, a, a real-world parallel, it wouldn't be in the documentary, it would be in just the, the characters. So, like, there, you know, you have David Arbor's dad with, like, the Beef Wellington gag. Yeah, he's kind of, he's kind of, like, in, I, I'm assuming that some of that is kind of, like, uh, from just, like, the bit that I know, it, I like, some of it felt like, kind of, like, uh, Marlon Brando-y, right. like, exactly. and, it, and it's like, I, yeah, like, it, it might be, uh, I think that's I, the intention, but, like, everything in this special, it's not given enough yeah. time to breathe or evidence for you to make those connections, where it's right. like, oh, he was fat, and Marlon Brando was fat, and they both were in a weird meat commercial. Like, that's all kind of, but you don't get... I think by the time well, they finish telling that joke, they're already onto, like, the Chekhov's gun yeah. mob yeah. thing, yeah. which goes also goes nowhere. Because, um, like, it's I think the thing I like... I think the thing that this does well, and part of the problem is, like, it is a pretty good, like, character study slash satire of the megalomaniac auteur actor from a bygone era idea. I think it does that stuff well. Um, and then it has like just a bunch of other sight gags and like concept gags that don't go anywhere. And the thing that's uh, the thing I I'm finding difficulty with in terms of, of critiquing it exactly is like I don't know if I really want those to go anywhere, like for instance, right. the, the the thing, like the thing about him, uh, about him supposedly killing the the younger actor or whatever, 
I he kind of made me laugh that they just stopped and like, yeah, no, but he didn't. Yeah, no, but it's wrong. And it's like this, it like, and that that kind of stuff is kind of like that has kind of a Monty Python sensibility to it of like, if we kept going down this rabbit hole, it would stop being funny. So we're just <laughs> gonna stop short of that right where it was funny and yeah. move on to the next thing. And it, it, and like. That's kind of like, you know, that makes it more like, like you said, fast paced, jumping around, kind of like hard to follow, kind of quick, like what's going on kind of stuff. And, but I kind of enjoy some like the, yeah. for that. So it's, it's I, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where I don't. I enjoyed it. And I feel like it's hard to give it a note because like. It definitely seems like what they wanted to do, and it definitely seems like, you know, it was the type of humor that they wanted to establish, and I think it's mm -hmm. really successful in all of that. And it's like, well, what is my note? My note is, I wish that somebody had made a serious documentary like this so that they yeah. could have had something that they were more exactly referencing. Like, how does that... That's not I, a note that, I you know, that's the, like, I wish reality yeah. was different the, I think, to give it slightly more depth. But like, what does that mean? Yeah. I wonder if there's like a thing that it, it wouldn't address that specific note, but it's kind of the like, you know, I love the gearbox example of the like, oh, the problem is it feels like the character moves too slow. What is the solution? Add more objects to the terrain so that more things pass by your peripheral so you feel faster. Mm -hmm. I like that kind of thinking. So I do wonder with this issue, I noticed on a second viewing, like, the actual what the fuck is ha like, what are you even trying to do at David Arbor is not clear at all. He's like, I want to learn about my father. So I really quickly explained that I recreated his entire office. Like, that's the kind of thing that you would kind of build to, I would think, in a more traditional movie. Or even just like, here, eat my dad's chili. It's like, what are you talking about? You have not established that your dad had a favorite chili recipe. Like, there's things like that that aren't gags, and they exist, seem to exist in the the reality of this film, and so, as opposed to the hyper-reality that a lot of the, like, past kind of takes place in. Mm -hmm. That's just like, you didn't explain this? And I do wonder, I, th I think there's an element of, like, for the funny stuff to be appreciative, you do need to, like, take a breath a little bit more. Like, all the good gags are there, and they cut out all the time in which you would be, like, able to react and get back to an equi equilibrium before something absurd happened again. Because mm -hmm. um, I agree, I don't think they should extend any of these jokes necessarily, um, but I, I think it's just that it needs... Each of these jokes need a little bit more room to breathe because I, I think some of my favorite stuff was like um, not the mystery of like, did he go to Juilliard or not? It was more the the over like when he when David Arbor's father is playing uh, Frankenstein and in the middle of the like written into the Frankenstein play he does a whole monologue about acting. Right, right. That that that's the kind of stuff that I really loved. And and you know, like the fact that he like he wrote in 
the fact that he was going to have the the sexual relationship with the female actress and stuff. And like, they don't, I don't even think they really highlight that David Arbor's father wrote the play too. And like produced it. They don't really let like leverage that. And they act like the play just kind of like was born into existence from the void. And David Arbor was in charge of it. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, like that, you know they could they could have done it a little bit more like, um, like I they, I think the problem is like it feels like it need like you need a, a reference point of what documentary it's referencing because it's just not a good. If we took this as at face value, it's not a good documentary because it's not it doesn't have that like essay structure of like we have right. a thesis and then we're gonna right. like explore that thesis. Like I don't know what David Arbor the character sure. is trying to accomplish with this. Like, he, like yeah. he's like, I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to learn more about my dad. And it's like, they, they breeze over, like, why do you need to do that? Like, explore a little bit about how you had, like, such a tumultuous or distant relationship that you need to go through these absurd lengths to learn anything about your dad. Especially if, if he was a famous actor, like, why are you only now as a you know 50 year old man learning about him you could find some like sure you didn't have the frankenstein footage until now but you must have known something (laughs) like a lot of that a lot of that stuff is missing yeah no it is it is you're right and i like i think it it skips by and it, it goes yeah it focuses more on the stuff that is kind of like it's kind of like an offshoot of like uh, waiting for Guffman or um, Bowfinger, where it's like, oh, it's a movie. It's a it's a comedy satire about these people making a movie or something, you know. And, and like, and like, oh, this is how actors are, you know. Like this, oh, this is how old actors who are threatened by young actors are, you know. And like that stuff is funny, but yeah, you're right. It it it's the frame story is just kind of like. It, it, it's very yeah. It's held together by rubber bands. Yeah, uh, uh, I think probably the most interesting or most like funny part of like the frame story would be I, that I enjoyed was at the very very end when he's like, "Oh, my dad's a monster." Well, I'll collect all this evidence to make him to present him in the best light possible, and like that yeah. that made me laugh just because. That's, you know, like, most uh, documentaries that, like, follow, you know, a single person, mm-hmm. you know, in a modern context seem to be, like, trying to present this person as likable or, or whatever, kind of in, in order to justify the fact that there's a documentary about them, you know, yeah. like, which I which I think is, a, like, that's a fun critique and, like, an interesting... Um, yeah, Concept, and I think you could have uh, even, like, used that to set up your thesis of, like, right. you know, maybe David Arbor's project is, like, I think my dad is, is like, a historically great actor, and he's really underappreciated in our time. I'm gonna do this film project to really, like, highlight how amazing he is. And then as the story goes, he's finding out all this shit. But instead he goes, like... I don't like secrets, so I already hired an investigator and a tax lawyer and all these people to learn all this stuff. 
What's weird? Anyways, is they like, just say he. They, they just hand me this document that says he's a really bad dude. <laughs> what's odd is that a lot of that stuff too, like in the frame story. Now that I'm thinking about it, is like it, it doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of um, sense in the in the way that like you know the, the thing starts off with it, with him kind of walking in the you know, generic kind of like you know, 60 minutes, uh, like, you know, empty space with, yeah. like, a prop or whatever, and, uh, and, and talking about, oh, I'm gonna talk about my father or whatever like that. And then it kind of, like, seems like a lot of the, you know, stuff that happens about him finding out stuff is kind of, like, it changes from just setting up, I'm gonna... Uh, uh, here's the story of my father. It changes to like, no, this is more of a in action footage of me making the documentary and reporting on stuff. And then it ends with him having a realization about his father, but saying to camera that he's going to make the documentary anyways. Yeah. Where it's like, wait, okay. So like, what but is in this a way that's different than the documentary you just watched? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, okay, so the documentary wasn't what we just watched. That was just him getting ready to make the documentary that we yeah. just, you know, like, <laughs> this is a yeah. behind so, the scenes featurette yeah, of so, a documentary that doesn't right. exist. Right. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. And there, there's areas where I think they could, you know, cause I mentioned, I was like, oh, I kind of want the, the like low point, the dry points to be expanded upon. I think in doing some of that, there, there are room for like brand new gags that are just unexplored. Like the idea that David Arbor's father is David Arbor Jr. and David Arbor Sr. is like an old timey mustachioed wrestler or something is like that's a fun psychic. You can do a little more with that, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, David Arbor Sr. Uh, Jr. was raised by so you know just doing like it's it'll be cli a cliche from a structural standpoint, but I think what this could have used is like hey. Outline this as a normal documentary and then find the opportunities for humor along the way rather than I have an I have a list of jokes I want to do. How can I mm. restructure those into a movie? Kind of thing. But yeah, I, I think all the stuff that is the the Frankenstein footage I really like. That I love that stuff because it's so uh that auteur actor, it really feel like I feel like it can be used to kind of speak to sometimes I complain about the the like uh um you know the the fiction where it's uh critically acclaimed like we all agree this is like masterpiece and that's like but is it though um just the way that there they it, it highlights the the pretensions of some of the, some of the acting and film and art of like you know, uh, I'm I'm struggling to figure out the words I'm trying to say with this, but I don't know. I just really like all that footage and stuff. And there is a world where it's like, maybe you could just make that the special and that is cleaner. You do lose some of the fun stuff of like, uh, you could actually, do you remember, did you ever watch um, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember how? In that, you would get, like, the channel flipping and the commercials and stuff? Yes. 
I almost wonder if that would be a better structure for this where, you know, you don't do all the, like, documentary investigative stuff, but you have the, the Frankenstein part, and then you still have, like, it's billed like it, it's like a VHS copy recorded off the TV, so you still have, like, the commercials. Um, you could have channel flipping to the news report, relevant news reports of, like, young actor car, you know, car crash right. and stuff, or, like, um... You know, do, doing things like that. You could even have, like, because it's a live, it, it's in theory a live teleplay, you could have, like, a breaking news interruption and then cut back and you have David Arbor's actor being like, anyways, this is where we left off in the play. But he's, like, really nervous because they they were just talking about a crime he may or may not have committed. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I think that structure might have lended itself to to let them emphasize the strengths of this story while still being able to fit all the good jokes in. Like I think you could still do the Beef Wellington, London right, USA right. stuff. You yeah, could they still have some do stuff that were yeah. Yeah, like check checks check off's guns and ammo. You will fire it. Yeah. Like that's great. And you could still fit that stuff in. Um You know what I just realized? That this is probably most closely linked to this. I I had totally forgotten about this. Uh, but um, okay. Have have you? I'm guess this is like a really more obscure thing. Um, you know, in the movie Groundhog Day. Yes. Uh, you know how there's a cameraman? Sure. Okay. That cameraman is played by Chris Elliott. He's he's kind of he's been in a couple of other mm-hmm. movies as kind of like a bit part. He was like um he was uh, on a lot of um Dave Letterman sketches. Oh, yeah, like yeah. he's just like a comedian that, you know, yeah. is is kind of a lower tier comedian. Um <laughs> he wrote a book in 1989 that is a satirical memoir of growing up um with uh uh his father's um like growing up and his relationship with his father and his Mm -hmm. father bob elliott was like a famous comedian um Mm. and so this book, I've I totally forgotten about this. I've read it like years ago because my dad had, had uh, suggested it to me. Um, it's like completely fake. Like everything about it is just ludicrous and insane. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, it's saying like, oh, uh, growing up with his father, they, they grew up, I think, in like what used to be um, like a museum in New York and like, and like they, they bought this museum and it still had museum pieces in it. And it's like, it's, it's just very strange. It's weird as fuck. Uh, but kind of absurdist humor about this fake life growing up with, uh, a celebrity dad and, and Mm -hmm. kind of starting to be his, his, his own comedian and stuff like that. That, 
book is about as close as I can possibly think to to this to any other piece of, of media mm-hmm. that I've ever experienced the, to this thing. So I do wonder, like, I, I now I really want to know, I want to see something from David Harbour about, you know, where he got the idea and if it at all was along the, the you know, the lines of yeah, this book. Yeah, sounds and like, possible, because I can't think of another kind of thing that's semi- Right. Autobiographical, but and, fake. And it, right, exactly. So, like, and generational. To, I putting it in that context that helps me, like, get it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, whether or not that was actually inspiration, it just kind of like it's like, oh yeah, there was that other thing that did something like this. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. I do think I do think it's something that it. Yeah, it has transferred a little bit oddly to 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 TV, and and there's less of a structure compared to what the book uh, I'm thinking of had, if I remember right, correctly. Right, because I imagine I read that it, just like, tell, 15 years ago, relatively linearly, right? Right, it, right, and and it also, you know, that book is structured like a memoir, mm-hmm. and. I've read other actors' memoirs, you know, and like, like there's a direct thing, yeah. right? Like I was, like I was talking about, like, I, okay, yeah, I know what that is, and this is a satirization of it. Whereas when it jumps to to TV, they're yeah, like they're doing kind of a different approach to yeah. It, it, it the, does, that comparison does kind of highlight some of the things absent here, which is like David Arbor. Spend some time talking about what you do remember about your dad so that we have, uh, you know, benchmark to measure against who he really was later. Right. It's like, also, we know this is like a fictional character. And if you say he was an actor, that's, you know, I do like the the kind of gag around the the assistant who's just reading his Wikipedia page. And it's like, yeah. David Arbor, why do you not know any of this? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it's kind of like, it, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like it would have been, yeah, more successful if, if we you know, had that set up. And, yeah. and, and if it was more like, oh, I'm going to go interview... Maybe some of my dad's old friends and like, here's this thing that I know about my dad. And it's great. And then I interview because he does interview. He has, you know, people that quote unquote yeah, work has- with his dad and they do deliver some little lines of like, oh, no, he didn't go to Juilliard. Yeah, that was a lie. And it's like, OK, that, you know, I believably can understand that if this guy just faked that he went to Juilliard his entire life, like mm-hmm. that his son might not know or something. So. Like, yeah, it would have been, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there, there's I, that good... would have been different. I, I don't know yeah. how to, like. I, I feel like there's really, there's good bones for an idea here. I like the idea of, like, David Arbor's investigating a fictionalized version of his father. I like that concept. I like what is on screen of this depiction of a, a, a bygone era Artur actor fucking chewing on scenery for right. 20 minutes I in this, thing, like, disgusting vanity project. Like, I loved all of that. I think the thing that kind of, like, messes with me with it is, like, I think that there's... I, I think that there's, like... 
the good bones for like three different things. Yeah. And, 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 and like, that's the kind of the confusing part of like, it's like, oh, we dig, you dig up a grave and it's like, there's like three different bodies. Like, well, what? Yeah, Whose body we, is this? Whose body we, is supposed to be here? Like, yeah, we, we, we tend, uh, you know, as like people who like to think critically of films, but also kind of knowing our, our limits, we, we try not to, or we try to acknowledge when it's like, hey, I see a pretty obvious fix that I feel like would would just improve this piece of art. And this is not that. There's yeah. not an easy fix. Right. Everything that I would say to do for this for this thing would be like, oh no, you need to like go remake it. Yeah. <laughs> Which right. is like, and, and I, I mean the closest I can get to easy fix is like, like give them an hour thirty to tell this story. Like yeah. that I think that's kind of the big thing for me it, trying to imagine production is like 30 minutes is just not enough for this story sure. I, sure. even even my version of the the slumber party massacre version still 30 minutes doesn't sound right you know yeah. you so know it's kind of a weird thing you know what i i guess one of the things that i kind of uh i think what worked uh really well about this is that it is it is so weird <laughs> and it, like so David Harbour is the perfect person for it in that regard of like I don't expect that from him he's right. like he, even though he like in in other things like in stranger things or or in hellboy or whatever he's shown bits of of like you know good delivery and good timing for like oh this is like oh it's a funny scene he's exasperated mm -hmm. or whatever you know so like he's done you know yeah Play, well playing in those the straight situations. man comedically right but like this is just so weird and absurd yeah. that it it is extra funny to have him in it you know it's like when they get like for like SNL skits when they get like a, a big hitter like Bob Costas or whatever who to like pr present a serious line uh, you know to be serious in this completely ludicrous situation or something yeah. you know like and that that does lend it makes it weird because like you one could make and I don't necessarily know that I believe this or that it, it justifies the the way the story is constructed one could make that it's like hey this is a story about a uh overly ambitious uh kind of oddly constructed vanity project that in of itself is a oddly constructed uh vanity overly ambitious vanity project so you could make the claim that there's like a level of intentionality there i don't mm. know if i buy that um but yeah, it's just this. It, yeah, it is. It is interesting. It's kind of hard to to gauge how much it's intentional or unintentional. That the this is portrayed as an example of the thing it is a satire of. So like it is. It is not satirizing a specific thing. Thing giving you an anchor point. It is this cyclical thing of like, boy, it would be fucking weird if someone made this insanely ambitious vanity project in a 30 minute thing like 
yeah, it would be weird. And then you did it, and it was weird. <laughs> yeah. You know what's also weird? Just looking up, like, uh, you know, is that, like, this wasn't written or directed by David Harper. Like, I, I want to know. It was executive. It, he was had an executive producer credit, okay. which, like, who knows how much involvement that means. That could be yeah. a ton. It could be yeah. fuck all. Because so. that, like, yeah, this is just so... Odd. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it's like it's like um, you know, it's kind of it, yeah, it's kind of like uh, being John Malkovich in, in terms mm-hmm. of like it's like this weird obsession with this fake existence of uh, you know, this actor, <laughs> like yeah. and. and yeah, it's strange. Yeah. And th- there are weird points where, especially at the end, where it feels like uh, David Arbor isn't playing David Arbor the third, the character. He's playing David Arbor. He's doing the character of David Arbor Jr., but he's supposed to be the present day David Arbor the third. Where, like, in the present day, he, like, pulls the prop gun. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? I thought we were in the real world right now, not your megalomaniac father you know where i I feel like they could have played that more as like david as you're investigating your father you're taking on his worst characteristics that's weird and bad and like yeah seems like what they're going for there because like it's funny i feel like we just keep our we we just keep pushing into different ways that this could have gone towards like yeah if if they wanted to they could make it more of a uh uh, Charlie Kaufman-esque, you know, like, adaptation being drawn at Malkovich, like, <laughs> direction, where it's like, oh, it's this this uh, David Harbour's d- descent into madness as he, you know, yeah. like, uh, in becoming his father as he investigates his father. Like, yeah, that's another way it could have gone. Yeah. I love the, uh, I just remember, because I'm looking at the Wikipedia to see if there's anything I can glean, and there's nothing. But right. I remember the existence of the niece in the Frankenstein teleplay, and I love <laughs> that. I oh my god, I love the Chekhov's gun, gun. That's just it. It's it's just sitting on the yeah. coffee table the whole yeah. play, and the, and everyone's like, you know what they say about a gun, <laughs> like the uh, insanity of the dialogue there of like, like I love all that stuff where it's like. It's played so overacted with sincerity that it, it's tell like you're so. If you were an audience member watching that in this world, you would be expected to believe that this is like brilliant and articulate writing, and it's like so fucking clearly not like that. That aspect of it, I I feel that, like that's the thing that makes me be like, oh yeah, I'll watch this again. I think it's I, really yeah. fun. I feel like the the that. The TV show within the the movie, which is called Frankenstein's Monsters, Monster Frankenstein, right? Um, I think it was ve- it is very very inspired by the room. Like it's very very much trying to be the room. They even have a spiral staircase in the one fucking yeah, room. Yeah, I like, could see that. The cat, like the layout of that one room is the same as the room. Like, that that is. The the modern example of a megalomaniac, right. O- right. over ambitious vanity project, right? Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I can definitely feel that. 
That's the thing. It's, yeah, there's so and, many and like inspirations here that I can see. It's the room of a different generation because like the room, right? right. Horribly rips off rip offs uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Right. Instead, this horribly rips off like Shakespeare and stuff. Like uh, Miss Macbeth is the female yeah. character. Yeah. <laughs> like shit like that is so fucking great. Yeah. And yeah, <sighs> so I think my the of all the the compl- huge myriad of ways that this could be. Ooh, okay. I have an interesting idea. This is probably not the most like critically or financially smart solution but i think it is actually a cool solution so uh lately i got really into the original blair witch because i you know i got that book yeah that is the collection of all the online fake news articles fake police reports and all that stuff and and it's it's been re-edited by an, an actual like proper author to function more as a narrative in a way that like online content is haphazard and all over the place. Mm-hmm. So I read that, and then I also read or I watched the. There's a fake documentary that was always like a. I think it started as a sci-fi special that kind of functioned as an advertisement for the theatrical Blair Witch, and it. But then it became like a DVD bonus feature for Blair, mm-hmm. like the original Blair Witch. But the thing that's really cool about it is that there are characters in the dossier, the book, that reappear in that documentary, and, like, the book will use photos of, like, you know, this police report was filled out by Sheriff so-and-so, and and there'll be, like, a photo of Sheriff so-and-so on the side just to kind of give you an image. But then you watch the documentary, and they actually have that actor playing Sheriff so-and-so. So it really reinforces, like, no, this shit's real. Like, because you get these repeated patterns of, like, hey, when I, you know, if you if you consumed any piece of the media independently, it's very easy to just believe it as fiction. But when you consume the three together and you have, like, Sheriff so-and-so referencing that part of the, fi- of the, the footage where they're at this hill, you know, and then Sheriff so-and-so is both referenced in the book and in the documentary, like, it, it solidifies it in a way that makes it mo- feel more real. So I almost wonder if I would have preferred this exists as two different pieces that exist in the same, that function in a a, a multimedia narrative. And so, you know, it'd still be two films, so it wouldn't be transmedia. But, you know, you have just the, the TV special and like, mm-hmm. that's it. And then you have this supplementary companion mm-hmm. piece that is David Arbor investigating his father and doing some of the stuff that we said that would make that piece more interesting and then you get the reinforcement of like you know because i think it would be really interesting to kind of see the the weird dynamic between him and the younger actor in the film and then separately kind of learn about oh yeah they fucking hate each other and you're like actually now that makes sense you know right putting the like having the audience connect those dots could actually be a really interesting thing. Um, it'd be pretty experimental. I think Blair, Witch is the only instance I can think of, of someone really doing this super effectively. Um, but I kind of, I think that that is the weird way to do all of the feedback that we've had into one thing, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have one other option, but I also just found out something fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was talking about 
Chris Elliott's book, Daddy's Boy. Yeah. Chris Elliott's daughter is in this movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's the reporter that interviews David Harbour Jr. And is like, is like asking, keeps asking about the, the like younger, like asking about Joey Vallejo oh, and how he yeah, was yeah. in the auditorium. So she's in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more and more convinced that they are that's, like, that's uh, crazy. Like riffing off of Chris Elliott's thing. Cause that's what? Okay, that is that, a very strange fucking coincidence. That could actually make a, a cool opportunity in my idea. Where if because, you know, if you're splitting this into what is already currently only 30 minutes and you're splitting it to, into like two independent pictures of some length, you would need to fill that in. It would be really cool if they somehow connect and reference events in, that only exist in that book and are not yeah, in reality. That'd be fun. Just yeah, to, that, you know, kind of like, like the like the the book from Gone Home appears in Firewatch, that right, kind of right, thing. Right. Like David Harbour Jr. is like friends with uh, like Bob Elliott or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and you can just have a throwaway line that references it. One other thing that I feel about this movie is that it, it feels like what's odd is it feels like the 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 like pilot. Like so Robert Rodriguez made uh one of his first movies was El Mariachi and he made it for like no money and he just was getting, you know, like just made this, this movie about this mariachi that carries guns in his uh, guitar case and mm-hmm. whatever. And it, and it was, you know, it was good and it was interesting and it was kind of like an indie success or whatever. And people liked it. And that meant that studios got behind him, gave him money. And then, so he basically just remade the film and and made uh, the movie Desperado with Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek mm-hmm. and uh, like Danny Trejo and stuff, and it's essentially the same film. It's kind of sort of a, it's like one of those things that is like Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two it might be a remake, might be a, a you sequel. know a sequel or whatever. And then he again made he did the same thing even later with Once Was on Time in Mexico with Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek returning, and and it's like even more absurd and like weird mm-hmm. as fuck. Anyways, I feel like this movie is kind of like that El Mariachi where it's like, this is a good idea. It has the bones. I want them to like get the contract to make it. Yeah. Do, again, do the version real. you want. But to what's do. weird is that this already has David Harbour and Alfred Molina and is made up by Netflix. And it's like, wait, this is weird. Like this, yeah. this seems like it's the thing. You're, it's like you're the saying release the David Arbor cut. <laughs> I guess what I'm saying is it, it just feels like it's it's something that like somebody would turn in, you know, as a pitch to give yeah. Netflix money to go make it for real. But instead, it's just already made on Netflix with famous actors. Yeah, but I kind of want. I do kind of want them to make it again for real and, and have, like you said, more time. And yeah. choose to go in one of the directions that we've said. Like, yeah. I think there's a lot of examples of that. There's just fewer examples of it being already like released and having those big names, exactly. like you're saying. Because, right. like, like it, I think Chronicle had that same kind of life right. cycle, lifespan, or, or birth, I should say. Totally not. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Raising Dion, I think, started as a short too. Fucking Pixels did that. So yeah, there is precedent. It's just the weirdness of like, well, you already had the big. 
exactly. in it. Yeah, it's, 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 would, yeah. Yeah. I think also for this pitch, you kind of need a big actor. Yeah. David Arbor, I agree. It's so weird that, that that's who it is, but... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I'd have to look into like David Arbor's background to know if it's like, oh, like he actually has a theatrical background, or like, like how much of his life is actually he's trying to explore through this as much as it is satire and fiction. But I agree. I want, I want them to just try again. Um, I mean, and like, I think there's an element of like. The, the connection to Frankenstein functions really well of the, like, Frankenstein by being in the public domain, like, everyone takes a crack at it at some point. Mm. Um, so I think remaking this would not feel weird. I would like that. Yeah. Man. We've is... officially talked about this longer than the actual duration I of know. the film. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, I, yeah, like, uh, one and a half times longer, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it would, it would have this much, but it, it does now thinking about it, Well, so. that's because it's so dense, yeah. Like, I, I kind of was like, eh, maybe we'll be short, but, yeah. Now, looking back, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot to talk about, even though the, uh, not a lot of time happens over yeah. the course of this, so. Well. Yeah. Release the David Arbor cut. <laughs> I just want to know more about its creation, and is, yeah. is, is like now that we've. Like, I would read a all book these explain like about the creation of this short yeah. film. Yeah. I also just I I recommend that Chris Elliott book. It's weird. It sounds interesting. <laughs> I, I kind of want to reread it because I I read it like, God, it seriously must have been like fifteen years ago mm-hmm. that I read it. So, anyways. Well, that's all I have to say yep. about this Sounds weird good. thing. Release uh, the David Arbor cut. Yep. All right. Well, um, <laughs> uh, we want to thank uh, Brenda for awesome artwork and Dave yeah. for editing, editing yeah. and uh, giving us theme music. And if you want to comment, you can do so on SoundCloud. And yeah. Yeah. That's it.